Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, and healthy. And with me, I have two humans that have helped change the landscape of body science recently in that Joe was kind enough to work with us on a project for his kids at the Airway Academy. And when I say kind enough, it's a big play for me to talk to you and say, mate, how do we work in this space? What do we do? And I, I had Dave Hartley, who I want to introduce. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Greg. I'm going to have a crack at this. Barangam man. Barangam. Yeah, Barangam man. You, you close, got it. You close. Got it. And here we go, Joe. Oh, God. You, th- you love throwing me under the bus, don't you, mate? <laughs> we're a jury. Oh, I've got to say the second part too, yeah. Wogaloo, man. So we're Adrian Wogaloo. And it's all, it's all part of the learning process. We've got uh, we've got 240-odd years to unlearn things. So um, it'll take us a couple of minutes to learn uh, the right and correct ways to pronounce uh, and, uh, our different nations, mate. So it's, it's all good. To everyone out there, I do apologize. Let's talk about the cool things we did. So look, I'll give a little bit of background here if I can. Dave came to me who we've done a fair... I'm going to tell him how we met. Yeah, go on, okay, do okay. it. Do it. So he used to run around the Titans in a little outfit. Uh, yeah, and what the, was it, Titan? The, what was he called? There's a bit more to it than yeah. that. I oh, know. I'm, I'm doing the funny version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're doing the serious oh, one. I was uh, Titus Officious. Titus Officious, that's right. And my sidekick was Aluminium Boy. He was like <laughs> was awesome. he was like Robin to my Batman, except he was like six foot seven yeah. and built like a keg. And we hadn't actually met, but we we knew of each other, and you ripped your your, your costume ripped. No, no, no. And you needed you needed to get us to sew it. No, what happened was we uh, we used to partake in a few beverages back at in the day yep. and uh we thought it'd be fun to raz up the the western stand in superhero outfits and i think management probably wanted us to to rein us in yep so they they i think they asked you guys to do official suits for us uh the deal was we couldn't be on the drink <laughs> and we could be on the field we ended up getting the sack because my partner uh in crime still was on the drink and uh, let's just say, uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't pretty. So Choppy Close gave us the sack. Oh, did he? Oh, yep. I love Choppy. What a great bloke. He's a lovely man. Yeah. He's, um, shout out to your Chops too. I hope you're going, oh, you're from his, where he's out that way at the moment, isn't he? Chinchilla Way? Yeah, I think he's out there with the with the gas company. Yeah, yeah, sweet. That's how we met. Like you came in to talk about getting all that type of thing. I'm sure I was fixing up something that already existed between you and me, but okay. w- w- your story sounded good. Yeah. And but you came back to me one day and you said, "Look, I'd really love to do print with you to work on a shirt or something along that space." Yeah, yeah. If there was an opportunity for for uh, Aboriginal art to be, uh, I guess, on a platform at Body Science, given the um, you know the popularity of your brand, and not so much about um, making money mm. off it, but if there was an opportunity that presented itself, and then that's how you aligned Joe and I up, which was really deadly. Yeah, I like the way you put that. That's nice. Yeah, for, for me, it wasn't about body science. Mm. Sure. And I, I remember saying that to you in your face. You looked at me and went, okay. And I think you thought I actually didn't like your art. I, I, I'm a massive fan <laughs> of what you do. <laughs> I didn't think that. But we worked with Joe before, and um, Joe's a really good friend of ours at Body Science, been around forever. That's why he takes the piss so much out of me in relation to um, me trying to pronounce things and things that we talk about. And we've done another podcast previous, previously that people should go and listen to because I thought it was a really important podcast you put out through the platform there, Joe. But Joe is all about his new venture, Our Way Academy. And what I thought was introduce you to and see if there's some type of connection here. And if the connection was right, Body Science could then put the garments together 
and donate. Everything we made off it went to you. So probably one of the best activations Body Science has ever done. It was so much fun. The team here at Body Science was just so excited about it. And I think the real reason here, mate, was apart from the art was awesome. And you can tell we'll tell your story on that in a second on what, what you did and presented to Joe. The reason that we're doing it, Joe, is just something that's really incredible. And I, and, and I mean, Dave, you're in education as well. It's to see what he's doing in this space. You were just so connected when he told you what he was doing. Hmm. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit, little bit about what you are doing, Joe? Yeah. Thanks uh, both to connect uh, guys. It's, it's always good. And um, I guess people, People know me, and, and and we've been, I guess, associated with with body science since back when I when I was playing at the Rabbitohs almost three lifetimes ago now, but um, <laughs> a while a while back, um, and just sort of kept kept a connection over the years um, through different things, and and I guess you know you started having a conversation, Greg, and and, and it was a while back now that that you said, you know, Joe, I'm I'm probably at a space where I don't particularly know a great deal about the First Nation communities, absolutely, um, but I'm willing to learn, and and that's. That's one of the best things, right? And and whilst you know we might take the piss a little bit or, or more more me so out of out of you, um, with different <laughs> things around pronunciation and so forth. But it, mate, it's a, it's about I'm 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 about education and learning and yep. and and mm-hmm. people putting people on the right path to learn to know about who we are to know about the history of this country, but also how we can and what we can do to be better. And you know when you when you come to me and said Joe like. I'm in a really, really, I guess, a privileged position to be able to to be able to make some impact around different things. But I don't want to I don't want to half-ass things. I want I want to do things right, yeah. um, and I want to do things the right way. So you know, and and it was around about the time that that we started looking at at the structures of what we're going to be doing with the Alway Academy. And Alway Academy is, I guess, it's everything in in the in the in the name of it. Um, Forever, 230 odd years, we've been told how to and and told how to do things, and we've never had a chance or an opportunity to do things our way. And you know, the Our Way Academy is about educating kids and getting the best out of kids our way. And how we're doing that is through, you know, and 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 we came up with this the concept of creating a better now. And what I mean by that is. We're always talking about what we can do in the future. We need to do this for the future. We need to do that for the future. I'm like, no, no, no. Our communities have the tools to be able to create a better right now for us. We just need to be able to do it. And what we are doing with with our academy, it's about doing things within within the, the the school settings. And you know, because you know, kids are mandated to go to school, and and it's about empowering and giving young people the tools to be the best versions of best version of themselves and creating a better now creating better right now for their community for their life and giving them the tools to be able to do so i've been in the in the education space pretty much since i since i finished playing footy back in you know 2007 2008 and i've always looked at it we're always looking at it looking at things from a deficit model because because that's what statistics tell us right and dave will you know talk to this at being a, a school principal the statistics tell us that you know we are you know we're we're we're, we're less than 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 non-indigenous people on the numerous illiteracy scales and and you know we're, we're more likely to to go to prison than we are um you know to, to to graduate and then you know go on to university and things like that like and it's it's about it's about giving young people tools in the younger years of their life. We're not waiting 
you know, until they turn 15, 16, around those challenging years that we all see behaviours happening in, in communities now. We're about, you know, gifting young people with these tools now um, between the ages of five and 12 um, to create a better now for themselves right now. And the ongoing impact and on flow with that that it'll have for our communities will be long lasting. So um, we're doing some good things. Um, we're in, I guess, in a pre-pilot stage where I guess we're not a funded pilot as such. And we're going through all the different structures of becoming a charity and, and all of those different things that all cost money. And, you know, it's hard to come by money these days. And that's where the conversation came together where, Greg, you wanted to, you know, you want to contribute the best way you could. We partnered up with Dave as well, who delivered some brilliant art and then put it on these garments that just sold out in the blink of an eye. Oh, it was amazing. It's been, it was absolutely, I think, I think timing's everything, right? Is it, you know, we're, we're coming up to a, a situation now in the country where we're going to a referendum uh, in a couple of months time about, you know, giving, giving a voice to First Nations people. Um, and, and there's a hell of a lot of non-Indigenous people in our country that want to learn, want to do better and don't want to be a reflection of our past by our present behaviours. Yeah, nice. So um, timing's everything. And I always knew that this would be a massive hit. Um, and you know, I think it, I don't know for sure, but I think, you know, a large part of the range sold out in the first 48 hours or so. Oh, the compression shorts went nuts. Mm. Yeah, and, and, was... and, and the coolest part, Greg, what, what Joe's talking about there is that both indigenous and non-indigenous people are embracing the philosophy mm. behind the better now range, yep. not because of the, the colors and, and how good it looks, but the story behind it and, and the cause. And, and to me, that's that's the best part of it. People are really rallying behind what Joe's trying to do. Yeah, I love it. And you're an educator too. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Are you allowed to or is this a... Yeah, I can I can yeah. absolutely talk about it. Um, I think, Greg, I connected immediately with um, what Joe's trying to do with, with the academy because uh, previously, before being a school principal, I was pretty high up in, in the Department of Education. Mm -hmm. And so my job was, uh, for a couple of years, I was privileged to lead uh, Indigenous education. Um, what I quickly found out in that role is as a bureaucrat, I made a really good principal, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, the amount of funding that goes to non-Indigenous organizations to run programs for Indigenous kids will, would absolutely blow your mind. How is does it? that really happen? Like, I'll tell you how it happens. Yeah. Well, if you think of the decision makers in our country, both state and federal, yep. they're largely uh, white middle-class uh, people that went to white middle-class schools yep. and make decisions generally in the interests, best interests of white middle-class families. Yep. So okay. the most vulnerable families in our in our nation um, quite often are overlooked. And so when we're talking about the, the upcoming referendum referendum that, that Joe's already talked about, it's not about handing over power or anything like that. It's actually about better decision-making around funding education funding sporting programs, making sure that the, the right right people are making the right decisions for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander families and kids and, and people. And so, um, yeah, that's what we're, that's what I'm very passionate about. So if um, we vote yes and yes happens, what does that actually mean? Joe, do you want to answer that before I jump well, in? I think, you know, like, you know, I can't talk to the absolute finer details of it, but I guess what, what you know, Dave just alluded to then is that there's, and we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, it's here, big Greg, dollars, like yeah. Hundreds mm. of millions of dollars that that's your taxes, my taxes, everyone else's taxes that goes directly to non-Indigenous organisations to, uh, as we say, close the gap. And what the close the gap is about, close the gap of, you know, life expectancy and health outcomes. And, you know, it was recently documented that that a, a number of those, those targets are actually going backwards. Mm. Um, you know, they 
there's there are some targets that that are, that are on track, and there's some targets that are having some movement. But you know, there's there's a number of those targets that are actually going backwards. Um, and what we're seeing is that. You know, I, I've been largely in the mental health and suicide prevention space for, you know, close to a decade, is that there's more money in mental health than there's ever ever has been. There's more money uh, in, in suicide prevention. The conversations are louder. Um, there's more organizations that get funded than there ever has been. But we're still dying more than ever. And people are getting sicker more than ever. So, so maybe, just maybe, like I'm not the world's smartest person, but just maybe we mightn't be doing things the right way, right? And and we're talking about First Nation communities is that like in some age demographics, we're dying more than anyone in the world, right? From from the people who largely lived to, to an elderly, like a longer, longer life to now having some of the, the really challenged life expectancy and a significant years less than non-Indigenous people in this country, right? So when it when it comes time to, you know, like we were talking about then with the referendum, I don't know the finer details of it, but it's about a, a seat at the table to actually advocate for where some of those monies go to. Wow. Right? And we're looking at, you know... I'm quite amazed we needed a referendum to do that. Well, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous that we're even having these conversations and some of the misinformation around it, and we're not here to talk about the referendum by any means, but we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars that the challenge the challenge now that I'm seeing in the past decade of working with Aboriginal kids, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids in schools around the wellbeing space is that okay, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids are graduating high school year 12 more than they ever have. So you can look at that and say that that's a fantastic success. But I believe now, and, and Dave, you may be able to even say within, within your experiences as well, is that I believe now the challenge isn't from getting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids to graduate year 12 now. In the, in, in the experiences that I'm having, getting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids to actually go to high school. But yeah, like we're okay. talking Graduating from year six to go into year seven, that's 12 and 13 years of age that we're having significant breakdowns of kids achieving educational outcomes in this country. In, in, in a first world country, one of the richest countries in the world, that is absolutely appalling when it comes to our communities of what it's sitting like. I'm, I'm seeing, you know, we can read all the read all the, all the, all the reports or, or, or the challenge with all of it is, is that from our community, we have recommendation after recommendation report after report that doesn't get listened to. So now we have to start to look at different mechanisms like funding our own organizations to be able to get the right outcomes for the right ways for our young people to be able to live happy and healthy lives. Mate, it blew me away when you told me that you weren't funded. Like I just, I couldn't, I could not believe that like it. And because I'm I'm, I'm like everybody else, I just think there's heaps of funding out there and stuff's happening and You know, it's making some people happy, it's making some people unhappy. Like it, it, it's just stupid that we even think like that. Do you know what I mean? Like for me to you hear, ma- you made a really good point, Greg. Yeah, you made a really good point. There is a lot of funding. Yeah, like people go, you know, there's so much funding in the Aboriginal space. There is. Mm. It's just not going to Aboriginal organisations. That's it's crazy. going to non-Indigenous that, organisations. That is so crazy. Now, like, yeah. like to put it really practically, if I go into your house and tell you how to live, you're going to say. Wake up to yourself, Joe. You have no idea about what's good for my family because I've lived with my family. I know the ins and outs of my families and I'll see them grow up and I know how to get what's best for my family. Yet we just ignore that concept when it comes time to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. The first people of this country, the oldest documentation of human race started in this country right here throughout the world. Yet we just do not give the tools to be able to for to let to let Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have our own self-determination with growing 
and living living happily and healthily like everyone else in the country. Is it bad that when Joe tells his story about you know the timing there that I'm exceptionally proud as an Australian to hear that, but then I'm I'm totally devastated when I hear how he finished that sentence. Is that is that is that bad? Well, like look at it through an NRL lens, right? Yeah. You think of our footy teams at, at the moment, and I won't name them, but obviously there's a few struggling. And and recently, one club's just sacked their coach. Why they sacked their coach? Not getting results. Yep. If you look at our decision makers and our and our politicians in Australia, and and sadly, you know, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people are defined as a gap. We're defined as a gap. That's that's really? that's 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 how the nation would see us because everything goes back to closing the gap. If the gap is still there, why do we keep making those same decisions? You know, so we, you know, we do need to do things differently. And what? and the research tells us, Greg, that if you have Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people making decisions for Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people, the outcomes are much, much better. But we seem to ignore that and keep making the same mistakes. It's silly, isn't it, when you think about say. it? Like it's like report after report, recommendation after recommendation. Like we're also talking about taxpayers' money to to garnish, like to gather those reports mm. and to come up with those recommendations that we just constantly ignore, and then we constantly see Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people not finishing school, getting incarcerated, dying younger, and we're having these same same conversations about there's so much money in the Aboriginal community. Why aren't they? Why can't they fix themselves? Because we're, we're never been in we're never been in, in power of being able to fix ourselves. I'd say, I'd so if- what our way Academy is doing. Is teaching teaching our young people around the old values, the old practices, the old behaviours, which is about coming from a collectivist worldview of doing things for others more than we want to be selfish and do things for ourselves. So, Dave, here's one for you. Why is that an Our Way Academy concept when it should be all Australian school kids should do that, shouldn't they? Yeah. Is, or if, am I stepping over the line here by saying that? No, no, no. If, no. if, if the resourcing was there to do that, uh, it would be done, but that takes that takes balls to do. You know that that takes courage from a politician to say, right, we're going to put money into this program to achieve these results. And it's around definitely around um, engagement in school, attendance in school. More importantly, I think, and this is where I really connected with Joe. It's about well-being. So it's about the well-being of the individual child. So you know you're not going to you're not going to define individual kids' success by getting an A or a B or or getting their homework done. Quite often, it's about hey, this kid's got a full belly full of breakfast and he's rocked up mm. to school. Yeah, okay, point. well that's a start. Yeah. Okay, and he's actually excited or she's excited about coming to school because they've got a day of learning that they're going to really engage in and they like their teacher. Yeah, that's a good start. Yeah, good point. Mate, talking about like the gap, the word you use. Mm. Like, how how did the All Blacks get around? non-Maori families doing the haka? Like, what happened there that we can't do here? It's it's a good question, Greg, because it gets it gets, gets us often. We always point to uh, Aotearoa, our brothers and sisters across the ditch, and we always say, you know, they, they do it beautifully. What they do is, you know, they, they, they sing the national anthem uh, before or every, every test match with pride, and they sing it in Maori or they sing it in English. The challenge with it out here is that we have over 500 separate nation groups with, with, with thousands of different dialects of language. Mm-hmm. So who are you gonna who are you gonna put as you know the 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 one language because we're all like essentially you look at Europe is made up of all these different countries yep. 
essentially we're all different countries. Yeah, gotcha. Um, okay. We, yep. It's just that we never had we never had walls and castles to keep people out, which tells me one thing: we 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 didn't war with each other. We built relationships with each other. How good is that? We all share different protocols and marriage lines. So you know where where my people are from, Chinchilla, which is southwestern Queensland. If you got on the old Bush M1 and came here to where we're recording today, Burley Heads, which is Compromary Country, you'd be speaking a whole different language. And there'd be different totems, different protocols. It'd be a foreign world to those people. So that's where we're really unique as yeah. a as a as a country. That's incredible. And I've always wondered why you call you use the term country like yeah. as a country because that makes sense. Mm. Look, let's let's jump back on track. So, Joe, the academy. Where are we at with it? Like, what's happening? Yeah, we're we're actually we're actually in a school now. We've been in a school uh, all of this year, yep. um, and it's been so. The first semester was was quite good, and about just building relationships in a school that's that's um, you know it's it's having its challenges. Like again, I, I probably Dave would attest to it. A lot of a lot of schools and young people are having challenges around different different things um, in today's modern world. Um, you know for all sorts of different reasons when we're talking about social media and and everything like that but um we're in a school and we're, we're starting to get some starting to get some really good movement with some of the kids uh you know again just teaching them different behaviors and and embedding embedding different values um or, or sorry help helping young people to relearn the values that their family lines have always learned and lived with it's just that because of the different challenges that we might experience through different trauma and trauma responses, it impacts our behaviours in how we are in class, how we are every single day. So it's just about helping young people to reconnect with that and helping them to learn uh, the old behaviours um, and the old stories because people underestimate the impact of the old dreaming stories. The old dreaming stories have deeply embedded values around love and care and respect and looking after each other and looking after country. Um, you learn to live with those old values, they impact your behaviour and then you know we, we we start to you know behave a little bit stronger and better within our communities mate how did you actually get that get that started at a school that in a in an institution driven process that doesn't get it like how did you did you beg did you knock on the door were you already doing some mentoring in that I actually, space i actually went to a school uh first locally uh and they turned me away mm-hmm. uh they turned me away because i guess of the different understanding and concept concept of what trauma is without actually understanding that everybody experiences trauma in different ways it just impacts us all differently it's not particularly what happens to us it's the response that our body and our brain goes through as a result of what happens to us okay um now different different communities and different schools are impacted in different ways just like everyone um so the first school that i went to and i won't i won't name the school um but i had some i had some i guess some some personal connection that I want, why I wanted to go to that school. Um, they actually turned me away. Um, and you know, it was probably one of those things where it was, you know, one, one door closes, another one opens. Um, and then the school that I'm at now, uh, got on a new principal and they heard what I was doing, uh, and said, Joe, would you like to come over and and work with some of our kids? Um, and we've been there now for a few months and having some impact. Mm. Yeah. Having some impact with it, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see. And we're, you know, we, like, like you got to understand some of these kids, you know, are challenged in different ways that they, they push a lot of people out or put a lot of new relationships away um, because of for, for, for different reasons. Um, it's always hard to, to get in the front door with, with some of these kids and build relationships. Um, so for the first, you know, the first few terms, it's just about building relationships. Brilliant, beautiful kids. 
about understanding different things and different behaviors. And, you know, once you, once you understand, once you understand trauma and the, the responses to trauma and how it impacts our behaviors, uh, you can't ever judge someone. Um, you just need to, 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 to treat people and especially young people with the most empathy and love and connection that, that we can. Um, and we're having some, some good results with what it is. Um, so this year is about just sort of trying to start slow and, and, and gather some data to be able to then, you know, hopefully scale what we want to do. Yeah. I love it. And that's the cool thing about you allowing us to embrace your art in this space. It, and Joe made it very clear to me, we're not a charity, Greg. Like that was just said over and over again. And and, mm. and it wasn't about that. It was about enabling some funds for you to do the basics, like buy paper, buy buy a computer, whatever it is. It, it was never about, you know, a, a charity event. And that's why I really thank you, Dave, from your side, because you could have very easily said, oh, look, I'm going to do this or my process is this or whatever. But w- what I'd really like to touch on wh- where I'm going with that big, long-winded story is I'd love you to tell your story of, um, about what you presented, like the art you presented, because mm. I think that's one of the things that really touched the team here at Body Science when they when they read that. Because I'm always talking, let's do this project, let's do this. Like I, I do a lot of that type of thing in this business. And it's always, oh, here he comes again, quick, don't don't make eye contact. <laughs> but with with you, when I, I went straight out and said, read this, and everybody just said, I'm in, what do you want done? And even our PR person, shout out to Mel, like she she did so many overs above, you yeah. know, what we funded in that space with our body science relationship with her. Branded PR, she went over and above, like what she created. She was brilliant. With our, yeah. oh, that was brilliant. Unbelievable. And yeah. I like she um she was on our books for a part of that, but after that it was one hundred percent. She just went over and above. And I, I've got a shout out to her because like the team here, Cody and um, everyone, Chloe, who, who who really drove this, just passion. Like the mm. passion behind it was awesome. But it all came from what you sent across on an email to me like, hey, Greg, here it is. And what do you think? And I'm just like, wow, why is he asking me what I think? This is awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, Greg. The whole team was really deadly uh, through the whole process. The the artwork, I, I do my own personal art as a form of therapy for mental health. Um, I do corporate stuff as well if, if, yep. if people ask me. I don't generally put that out there, but I, I get asked a fair bit. When I connected with Joe, obviously, I know Joe from being a rugby league tragic. Yeah. I know, knew Joe's name. Um Went and did a bit of research around, you know, who Joe was, what he's about, what he's doing, apart from the yarns that I had had with Joe. And what, I guess one thing that immediately stood out to me, and you get this, Greg, is Joe's a leader. Mm. And yeah. people people can learn leadership, but most often I think most people are born with those genetic traits of being a leader. And so when I read about Joe's journey and, and had a yarn with Joe about um, what he's been doing over the last few years, mate, this guy has just moved mountains in such a short space of time and i say that with that experience that i've had around trying to you know trying to privilege and um, put indigenous organizations on an equal funding sort of platform um but the fact that joe's got the balls to go and do what he's doing i thought that's a story that needs to be told so the symbolism within that art really tells the story of joe being at the middle and it's not Joe's the man. Joe, and I think Joe, to be fair, Joe, with all due respect, probably got a bit self-conscious about it, saying, I don't want this to be about me. And I had to pull him up and say, well, brother, this is actually about your leadership, you know, and it, and it needs to be captured. And so the symbolism in that piece of art really talks about, you know, Joe's travels, where he's gone, uh, who he, who he's yarned with in terms of uh, elders on, on different country around um, Australia, and then the impact that we're having on each individual Jarjum or kid. We call them Jarjum, Jarjum uh, up here in Queensland. Joe, what, what do you guys? What's the Koori mob? 
say? Warais. Warais. Warais, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, like that's that's what I always grew up with. Yeah, for for little people, younger people. Yeah. I've heard I've heard and, and once, you know, it's I guess it's collective terms. Once you you hear of the term judgment, you know they're talking about kids. Yeah. And for us mob down this way, if you you talk about Borais, you know that you're talking about kids, yeah. Yeah. And so we, if you go back to that art and have a look, you'll see that sort of the, the border of that artwork will be people sitting down in a circle yarning about what they think is best for that jarjum in the middle and making sure that 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 little person or that that young person is is well cared for the right way so that's you know in, in essence that's the sort of spirit of of that piece of art a little side note <laughs> I had to go back and change part of that because I was so caught up in doing that art I was really happy with how it looked and Joe loved it you loved it and then we sent it to sheepy and he did the the paste up yeah. to see what it looked like and it looked like a big dick <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the compression we, oh, we, no. we there was there was part of that that looked like a dick we had to change um so it came out really well in the end but i'm glad we we changed that and that, that's a connection of piece to piece like front to back it was the way that it was sewn together it was it wasn't obviously it wasn't intentional and then no. when it came back i said guys i, I think we're gonna have a look at this it's um you know we're we're a kids academy what we need to do is making things you know uh making things that that everything looks above the board and 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 you know safety as paramount for everything. So oh. it all come together and it was it was really beautiful by the time you know and and obviously it showed with that. And as yeah. I said, timings everything. I think you know non-indigenous Australia are at a, at a place now where we go wow like. They saw they saw the campaign. They went. I want to be a part of this, yeah. and it just it went bananas. Yeah, I'm, look, I got to be honest, Dave, and, and for you, Joe. When I saw some of the best athletes in Australia proudly running out in that kit, I went wow. And then when you know, I think it was a surprise for you. We didn't tell you that it then became the signage around the ground on the digital signage. Yeah, yeah. That was like something I've never seen. I've seen quite a few people do something similar since. Like there's been a few rolling parts in sport from some other organisations, but I, I was just absolutely. Blown blown away and th and i've got a shout out to the teams that support it too because the openness of those elite teams to bring this into and it's really hard to make change when you run when you run we play football but we're in entertainment and you're changing the stage you know and it's it's a lot of work for clubs to say yes to something like that and it was just something incredible and and the thing that's been a big head spin for me greg is that i looked at this this sort of uh project or this initiative through a window of Okay, this is Indigenous round. Indigenous round's long gone. Nico Hines still wearing those compression yeah. garments. You know, Regan Campbell Gillard. I know he got suspended, but he's still wearing those. You know, still wearing the shorts. Yeah. Like there's Josh Rapana. He's wearing them. Like there's so many players still wearing them. I'm thinking, wow, this is. And and then I've got people knocking on my door every week saying, hey, where can I can I get a pair of them or. You know, they're all gone though. Yeah, they are looking. And that was Joe's call. Joe said, let's do a number and that's it because we want to make this really impactful so that we can do it again. Yeah. Because, you know, if you leave something on like that, it eventually tails and things die. And this is not about something dying. It's about something growing. Mm. And uh, I'm really, really excited that the community, like the, the sport and fitness community, got behind this whole, this whole campaign in, in body science where we just put aside everything we were doing to focus on this. And um, I'm really happy that we're cutting Joe checks now and all types of things are happening and we're going to make change. And I love that, Joe. And that's what it's about, right? Like it's about it's about actual real change. Like we go back to the comments that we were, we were talking about earlier is that 
there's there's more money than ever that's going into closing the gap. And there's targets that are going backwards. And I don't mean to get political again, but <laughs> targets are going backwards and targets are not meeting to where they should be. But it, and it's it's we're talking billions of dollars that are going into this space. Like if we, we can get a small amount that goes directly to organizations on the ground, we can put that money to exactly where we want to put it yeah. to be able to have the sustainable change within our community because because I know what's right for our community. Yeah. Right? I know, like just like you know what's right for your families. Like I, I know I know the change that we can have in different communities and what we want to do once we scale our way is be able to branch it out and build these build these little communities within everywhere that we're going and everything that we're doing to be able to create some sustainable change to empower young people to be the best version of themselves. I love that, mate. If somebody out there is interested in getting behind you, how do they get in contact? You know, you know, one of the one of the cool <laughs> things about all of this, Greg, is that is that like this this money this money that's going to be donated to our way is going to be used to build a website yeah that's, you know, like see, it, that's like it, fundamentally we can actually do those sort unreal. of things yeah well we haven't been able to do that yeah but because you know it's 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 more or less just myself and and, and our board that's just you know growing this growing this this little idea and this dream that's been there for you know probably four or five years now but now that we've actually We've got we've got some cash coming in the door now to be able to do these things yeah. and and create some good resources to be able to actually tangibly see some change with the young people, um, you know, on the ground. So right now, um, our, our website so isn't built. Our website isn't built as yet. Um, but um, you know, we've got our domain name and we've got our Instagram handles and things like that. So I'm, you know, to, to get in contact with me personally, I'm just at Joe Williams underscore T E W or there's our our way under score academy um you know which is you know like again with something that we're growing and something that we're building um and you know we, we we're creating some pretty cool here for for, for local communities I've, I've got a i've got a question for joe if that's all right yeah, mate. joe when you were playing first grade for for south sydney did you have any idea that this was an avenue you were going to go down? Did yeah. did you have an interest in that, or how, how did it, you know talk us through that? I always had an interest. Forever, I wanted to be a school teacher. Forever, I was actually when I was driving to where I am now. I forever, I think I think I remember the very first uh, internal conversation I had with myself when somebody said, "What do you want to be?" And that 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 little spark said to me, "I, I want to be able to do something to empower young people." Mm. Um, because like I've been lucky enough to have some some fantastic teachers and build some fantastic relationships over the years through schooling. Um, I always wanted to be a school teacher without saying this with disrespect until I actually worked in a school and <laughs> and realized that like school teachers teach to a curriculum that gets it tells them what to teach. Um, and then I went, maybe maybe this isn't for me and and they talk about the, the two most important days of your life is that the day you're born and then the, the day you find out why you're born whilst i've always had an interest in helping young people empowering young people it's it's started to take shape over the last 10 years around the, the mental health and the, the well-being space but then even more so in the in the trauma space where i can marry those two worlds to be able to have impact with young people help them to understand who they are why they are and the things that they can do practically every single day to be that best version, to create a better now for who they are, for who their family is. I've been able to marry those two worlds. You know, like guys, I've been lucky enough to 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 travel to some pretty incredible places, not not just like internationally, but more so here in this country. Sitting down with with elders in some 350 odd communities around the country, and and listening to stories on the ground, and over over the, almost a decade now of working in the wellbeing space, I've pulled together a program out of all of those 350 communities, 
and the almost 10 years of working to be able to create these academies to build in small communities, in, in larger communities, to be able to then grow and spread out right across our country. So um, it's it's pretty exciting what we what our plans are and what we, I won't even say what we want to do, what we're going to do. Nice. Um, because as, as I said at the start, Our Way Academy, we're about doing things, creating a better now for our young people by doing it our way. Love it, mate. I love it. And Dave, I know you were dodging me asking you for your handle and how do people get in contact with you? And you dropped a very good question in there because that's something I've never asked Joe, actually. That was good to hear. Uh, on Instagram? Yeah, mate. Uh, how do people contact you if you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look me up. Um, Saltwater Fresh Creative on, uh, on Instagram. So just do a search for that yep. and you'll find me there. And you do... Well, I you obviously do love jobs because you've done that with us, but you also do yeah, so corporate. Yeah, I can. I, I do uh, corporate art. Um, I'm also. I, I can't talk about it too much at the moment. We haven't released it, but I'm also an author. So writing mm. some um, writing six books with a pretty high high profile sports person. Um, so that that news will be coming out soon. Yeah, nice. Which is pretty cool. But yeah, Saltwater Fresh Creative, Greg. You said something earlier, Greg. You said, you know, we're not yet a charity. Our application is now officially being lodged with the ACNC. Yep. So stay tuned. We'll soon be a charity. And and we're about, you know, growing our way in communities and, and not, not doing it massive and not doing it, you know, too big, too fast, because it's about sustainability. It's about healing. Like yeah. healing, healing is a word that probably gets thrown around too much because we just do short-term things within communities and then move away from it or the funding gets pulled. Yep. We're about creating sustainable change within communities and creating a better now for our young people. I so love that. And I'm going to put you under the spot here for the next um, project with Joe. Are you in? I'm in. I'm in for the next 50 years, Greg. Done. Let's go get it, Joe. Hold him to it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, boys. It's one of the best things in my 25 years of body science. It's one of the best things I've been part of. I cannot explain to you again how much the team here loved being part of the project. It was just... Well, thank you for your leadership. I'm just surrounded That's by good people. Well, right? I'm thank so you lucky. Thank you for your leadership, Greg. Mm. I'm just yeah, fortunate to thank be surrounded by good people. Thank you for your leadership around it, Greg. I appreciate because that. Because there's, there's, there's a stackload of, of non-Indigenous business within this country that that have the ability and have the capacity to make change but aren't making the commitment, yeah. you you put your hand out and, and wanted to, to make some change and some sustainable change. And not a lot of people would, would know, but you're on a bit of a holiday, like in the middle of this campaign. I won't talk about what you were doing or where you were going or anything like that. That's, that's not for me to talk about. But you reached out to me from overseas <laughs> to thank me for being involved in this. Like the leader of an organization doesn't need to do that. Mm -hmm. They don't need to do that. Um, and 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 what I, what what for me, it's just about again seeing the the honesty and the truth around your original commitment and conversation to me around wanting to make a sustainable change. And mate, I can't I can't thank you and the body science crew enough. Um, they they probably heard from me a little bit too much, um, because I'm 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 always bugging people about different things. But I'm just I just can't thank you guys enough, mate. Mate, it was great. And look, um, Nathan, a red fern boy. You know, he he was he was so supportive of this moving forward too. It was so easy to do, to be honest. It was, and it, and it should be easy to do. It is a beautiful language. When I hear you guys say it, it's poetic. But I want to see change, and that's what it's all about for me. So bring it on. It's, it's funny, you know, like you, you you said something earlier um, when Dave said it was deadly, and you said, "Yeah, I love that word, deadly." Um, you know, we look at 
we look at uh, in our community, deadly means really, really good, right? Okay. But mm. um, if 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 a snake bites you, you got to stay away from deadly snakes. But in our community, <laughs> that means that they're really, really good. So uh, we don't sort of use those terminologies when we're talking about snakes because they're not they're they're, they're dangerous. They're not deadly. <laughs> There's some good advice. <laughs> thanks for coming on, boys. I can't wait uh, to version two. Let's go get it. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot.